0: Hey y'all! Welcome back to Erase the State. Maddie K here for another week, and uh, we've been a little too serious lately. So I want to take it more serious in a different direction and uh, bring back our old pal, the one and the only Mr. Dexter De La Paz, the Dog Man Respector himself. Paz, how are you?
1: Oh, I am doing pretty well. Better today <laughs> than I have been for the last week or so.
0: That's good. That's I've been good.
1: Uh, knocked around a little bit, but I am back in the saddle.
0: All right. You got your, uh, your conspiracy shoes on and ready to, uh, take us down some wild rabbit trails here.
1: I always do brother.
0: <laughs> so pause, you know, there's been a lot of news lately, uh, not coronavirus related, uh, about a friend, a compatriot, a fixer, a girl getter, Ms. uh Miss Ghislaine, Ghislaine, however the fuck you say her name, Maxwell, uh. The, the friend and compatriot of, of one Mr. Jeffrey Epstein, she has been arrested. So uh what do you what do you have to say about that?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I would like to uh as I've already done on Twitter, own the fact that I seem to have been totally wrong in my suspicions. I was certain that she was gonna be holed up in South America somewhere. But she turned up in New Hampshire, of all places.
0: Yeah, where apparently she had just bought a giant house? A
1: massive farm <laughs> paid for in cash in December.
0: Uh, imagine that. So, you
1: know, there's really no telling where she spent her time last fall, either. That's and true. And it's still extremely possible that she was shuttling between locations. But, yeah, she was arrested in New Hampshire for driving around with expired Massachusetts plates or something which seems like a weird thing to overlook when you're the daughter of a super spy and extremely wealthy, but...
0: So that's that's how they got her?
1: Yeah, yeah, evidently.
0: Huh, I, I had missed that part. Yeah, that's... Okay, man, so I, I had some thoughts on this whole thing, I guess, but that really kind of throws a wrinkle into a lot. Like, that seems almost fixed? Like this whole thing is just like is it planned for her to be arrested? Is that—is that all part of the grand scheme of, of things here, do you think?
1: So that is a very good question a very good rhetorical point and I was also sort of half ass musing, wondering to myself aloud as to whether or not it was more of a de facto turning herself in type deal.
2: Mm, Yeah, You
1: know, it just feels way too sloppy of a way to get caught. right? And, you know, she didn't have to be in the U.S. either in the first place if she didn't want to. Exactly. She and Jeff owned property all around the world, and she had plenty of connections in other places. So why on earth did she choose New Hampshire? I can't answer that.
0: Okay. You know, what's odd is, I think you listened to some of the Same conspiracy minds that I do, but you're probably Mm a little more, more deep into these things, but I had heard there are some possible connections to some potentially Luciferian activities that may have happened in, uh, in in New Hampshire, near the area where she was, uh, living, uh, involving, uh, our main man, Mr. Uh, was it, well, I guess it wasn't Anton LeVay or maybe it was, uh, who, who was it that was that was living up there? Do you do you recall this or do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I'm not entirely sure I do. But okay. we can run down the list of the most usual suspects pretty quick and when it mm-hmm. pops in your head, tell me. There's a uh, LeVay. Mm-hmm. There's Lovecraft. Was it Crowley?
0: It maybe it was or- Alistair Crowley that maybe he had a house up there at one time. Um I remember on on someone's podcast and I, I don't remember whose it was now, it might have been like Sam Tripoli or something, but um, Mm -hmm. they were talking about there, there are all these deep connections to the church of Satan and just Luciferianism in general uh, in New Hampshire. And they, they thought it was pretty striking that that's where she chose to live being in the organizations that she's, that she may or may not be involved in.
1: Yeah. So I think it's definitely worth noting right off the bat too. Part of the strangeness here and it's tangential for now because there's not really firm connections, is that there is so much high strangeness in New England. Mm -hmm. And it is a, you know, I'm comfortable calling it a profoundly cursed part of the country.
2: Mm. There's
1: a lot of bad juju in those woods up there. So I guess for such a dark person herself, maybe it does make a natural hideaway.
0: Interesting. So I guess if we can take a brief uh, detour here what What sort of high strangest do we get into in New Hampshire specifically
1: so I couldn't really say about New Hampshire. you know I'm talking more about the New England area more okay. broadly, but you know that's the part of the country where you see witch trials, Indian mm-hmm. massacres, mm-hmm. burial mounds, just all sorts of centuries' worth of weirdness piling up sure, you know? and you'll see cryptid sightings. Uh, not in New Hampshire, but further south, you have things like the Pukwudgie. They have their own Bigfoot sightings up in that area. Okay. And, of course, again, going back to Lovecraft, it's not any kind of accident that he set so many of his stories up there
0: hmm. on
1: the Atlantic Sea.
0: That's true. Okay. All right. So we're we're back on the main road. Um, okay. So so whatever happened, she she gets arrested she finds herself in the clink um what do you think are the next steps here for her um it's been said i think on multiple occasions that if if she were maybe maybe not as important which and and again you, you may correct me here if you so choose but you know, I think she is more important in the grand scheme of that organization than Jeffrey Epstein was, which is why he's now dead. Um if if she I absolutely were
1: absolutely agree with you there. I think she's significantly more important to whatever this literal operation was than he was.
0: Right, right. And and if she were a real danger to anyone in that whatever organization this is, um I I believe she would have already been dead, as has been pointed out by my good friend Whiskey Pryors, who is no longer on Twitter. Um, Did
1: so he the fact actually that, end his account?
0: Yeah, yeah he he locked it and shut it down and all that good stuff. He he need he needed to get off of the uh, the hell site for a while, <laughs> just just sure. for his mental I... his mental clarity. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I saw him go padlocked, and I saw that it was posting less, but I hadn't noticed that he was gone entirely, because yeah, we're just kind of on the site at different times of day, naturally, too. Right,
0: so. right. No, he uh, he padlocks, or padlocked frequently, anyway, uh, just for work-related type stuff. Um, but then we were we were talking after our last show, and he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. I'm egging this thing. I'm I'm gone. So it hung around for a little bit, and then it was fully deactivated, and he's he's out. Um, but that, that was one of his, his thoughts is that, you know, if she were really a danger to anyone, um, or they thought that she was going to leak something too important, um, she would have been dead long before Epstein was dead. So the fact that she was still, you know, in the wild, (laughs) uh, speaks to how, how maybe not how important she was, but at least her level in the organization that she was at least, which I believe at least above him. Um, I think she was at worst his handler, um, I'm, I'm not sure what she was at best, but, um,
1: yeah, I, I, think I agree just, with you her, on all accounts there.
0: Yeah. Just her, her lineage and pedigree. Um, you know, the, the her dad, like she was much more important in this organization than, than, Jeffrey Epstein was. So at any rate, she is, I guess still somewhat of a threat to them. But I, like we said, you know, there's, I don't know if there's any fear that, that she's going to talk and there's all these rumors now that she has videos and pictures and, you know whatever but she's in jail uh she apparently i, I don't know if it's if it was fake news or, or real news but i saw something that said she had the coronavirus so I don't, I don't know if that's real or not but but what what happens next for her um does this thing get to trial um you know what what's going to happen happen on the surface that you see and then what's what's going to be happening uh in the in the netherworld
1: below the surface <laughs> yes <laughs> So let's let's walk it back just a little bit. Take it sure. episodically and kind of uh, work through some of the pieces that we have already gotten here, because I think okay. that's a valuable exercise, especially in things like this. So she's arrested in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. She is being held in New Hampshire temporarily. That was the end of last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago now already, and she has to get a transfer order because she's going to be charged by the southern district of new york mm. which is the also the federal jurisdiction or region that jeff was charged and you know for anyone right. who wants to connect even more dots there's a lot of action that goes on in southern district new york it seems like it's probably one of the two three busiest federal jurisdictions in the uh, country for which makes sense. obvious reasons i'm sure, sure. But that's also where people keep trying to hammer Trump the hardest. Anyways, um, so if you remember, or maybe you even missed it entirely, there was also that kerfuffle from uh, that reporter who was live tweeting from the um, arraignment call. Mm-hmm. And there was talk. I, I didn't see this. There was distressed voices on the conference call and demands that people be muted and stop talking. Whoa! And there was talk of a second female voice coming from uh, either a separate line or from uh, Gislani, Ghislaine, Gazelle's, however you want to pronounce her name, coming from her end of the call. So you've got this weirdness. You've got someone freaking out about her being transferred to Southern District New York. And then she's remanded into Marshall's custody to actually be transferred. Now, at that point, things go quiet again for a day or two. She ends up being transferred, and she's going to be held in the same jail where Jeff was being held. Right. Which seems like it should be a red flag. Now, to the point of what you were talking about, she does not have the coronavirus as it has been said yet. Okay. As a precautionary protocol for incoming prisoners, she's going to be in solitary for two weeks to make sure she doesn't spread it among Gen Pop if she is carrying it but isn't showing symptoms yet. Gotcha. Now, what's interesting, though, is because there was that Photoshop that also came out almost immediately after her arrest, or I'm assuming it was a Photoshop, of the BBC article. Talking about how people were afraid because her symptoms were worsening. Now, did hmm. you see that?
0: I did not see that.
1: Yes, the article, or the image article, the article image rather, was dated July eleventh, with a big bold headline oh. saying "Fears for her health continue as her symptoms worsen."
0: Yes, In I, I house- do. I do remember seeing this now. Yes.
1: Yeah, and I'm, as of right now, I'm just chalking that up to a Photoshop, someone trying to get their laughs off. Yeah. You know, it has happened before where news articles have accidentally been released, Mm -hmm. but it's never been about anything this important, and there's no way some copy editor would just let that slide. Right. So, all of that said, you know, an interesting piece of the puzzle if something does happen, something to keep in your mind until you can affirmatively write it off. Now, there was also the news in just the past couple of days that they are considering putting her under watch in case she is a suicide threat like Jeff was. Mm -hmm. And that's got people from every corner of the internet just rolling their eyes straight out of their head. Because nobody thinks that they can be dumb enough to do it twice, right?
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean... I I think they could but uh, again as as we've said if they were going to kill her she would have already gotten got.
1: Yeah, and that goes back to your claims of her allegedly having a kill switch of her own.
0: Mhm. So what do you, what do you make of that? Do you think that uh, is there any more there that you want to get to before we proceed a little bit or or no?
1: Um so I'm just I wanted to collect my thoughts a little bit about this kill switch because I want to make sure it gets the treatment it deserves. Yeah, that's
0: that's, we, that's what I wanted to ask about. I mean, if if we're done with the whole prison thing, which I mean, to touch on, you know, the, the suicide watch briefly before we get to the kill switch. Um, I'm not opposed to the belief that uh, she could be on suicide watch. I mean, is, she's up against some pretty serious crimes here um
1: sure and let's be clear jail fucking blows i don't blame too. anyone for having thoughts like that while they're on the inside on federal charges
0: yeah i mean just in general like people who were down on on just like a serious like drug crime i mean they, they could potentially uh off themselves right but uh right. you know add into that the seriousness of like child trafficking and that sort of thing like that's it's pretty serious shit um, so, so for them to automatically pop her as a suicide risk, like I'm not at all surprised by that. Um, now, could they could they do it again? <laughs> you know, whatever they could do anything, they, they, whatever they feel like doing. You know, things could change. The the op could go sideways. Uh, they may have to do something different. But I, again, I don't, I don't think she's going to uh, to be offed here. I I actually I think she's going to skate actually, and then just fade away into the ether um
1: yeah if we want to transition to speculation right away i well f- am also kind of expecting her to get a real quiet real quick trial mm-hmm. and then escape on some sort of oh this was a bullshit technicality but we yep. gotta let her go yep and that's kind of what i'm expecting
0: now. yeah so so before we get too deep into that um let's let's go back to the kill switch so What is this kill switch she supposedly has, and what what are the veracity of these claims? Do
1: you think? Well, so going back to Jeff, it's long, long, long been thought, and I think absolutely correctly that his whole deal, his whole operation, was ultimately a blackmail targeting, right? And that they would use uh, coerced women, and very specifically minors. To target either already compromised politicians to keep them under thumb or to trick otherwise uncompromised politicians so that they would have at least one-off blackmail. That's right. And now he had a long-standing reputation that was never technically proven to have cameras all over his New York mansion and mm-hmm. all over his island mansion. Explicitly for that, you know, taking sex tapes of people. Right. Now, again, the veracity of that can't technically be confirmed. But if you remember during his arrest, they also were able to pile into evidence massive amounts of uh, CDs and Mm -hmm. pictures of Mm -hmm. women. Now, we don't know if there were also politicians in, on those CDs and in those pictures because we were never told one way or the other. So whether or not they found his kill switch just sitting in a safe in his house or not, we don't know. Now, the fact that he was suicided leads me specifically to believe that the kill switch was either found and disarmed or never existed in the first place. I think in my own speculation... I would be partial to the belief that it probably didn't exist in this, the way that we talk about it. Now mm. I come to that conclusion because the problem would become that would require him to be at the top of this food chain, to be the one behind all of this. That's right. And that just doesn't fit. Because you don't leave that kind of switch. You don't leave that kind of trigger with a dude who is literally just the fall guy. Right. What people aren't understanding, and what the media is intentionally choosing not to show us, is that this guy was nothing more than a circuit breaker this whole time. Mm-hmm. An extremely well compensated and extremely depraved one. But again, mm-hmm. nothing more than a circuit breaker and whatever this was going on.
0: That's right. And to add to that, so I, I'm not necessarily in agreement that maybe he didn't have some sort of circuit breaker. And again, it probably didn't look like anything that we would think of as a circuit breaker uh, in, in the mainstream. Uh, but, I mean, he, he was off plain and simple, not because he was going to talk or whatever other reason, right? Like he was just not that important. He, he wasn't important for them to expend resources to keep him alive and keep him safe. So he's gone. He was just trash to them. He's out. He was baseline. He did his job. We can't save him anymore. Sorry, dude. You're out. Um, now, to I, I don't necessarily believe that the Circuit Breaker exists like for Ghislaine, Ghislaine, whatever the fuck, Ghislaine, girl, Sam Hain. Um <laughs>
2: But no, I, I do. Mean, I like that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Um, so yeah. that was just for you, Paz. So I, I do believe, however, that, you know, look, if, if these files existed on a burnable CD in one location, that means these files existed in a multitude of other locations, or at least could have existed in a multitude of other locations. Um, so because they found some discs at his house in New York, uh, that doesn't mean that they got everything. That doesn't mean that Jelaine didn't have access to these or had more. Um, So I I do think that it's possible that she could have very damning and incriminating files, videos and pictures and whatever else on politicians, business magnates, scientists, Chairman of the board, you know, of whatever yes. company. Um, however, yes. A- again, this is from what I have seen, has been media speculation um, that this woman has these things, a- and she mm-hmm. very may well have these things. But is she going to release these things? I suspect not. I, I don't. I don't believe that she needs to release these things for her safety.
1: Yes. And I would say that I am actually in agreement with you, or in agreement, rather, and that if these blackmail tapes do actually exist in hard copy somewhere, or in a digital format that is releasable on some sort of trigger event, Mm -hmm. that she would be the one to have it, not Jeff. So if it it, exists, I would look for it to come from her.
0: That's true. No, that's, of, the, uh, of the two,
1: she would be the one. Yes. And I, I would say, with a relatively high degree of confidence, however, that if it exists, it's not going to be triggered by something as petty as a trial or to leverage a judge or something. That's right. I don't think that if it exists, it would go wide for anything less than her death and maybe even not that because it would still be more valuable to whoever is actually holding the trigger for it than mm-hmm. it would be for her. Yeah, You know, it exists primarily for her protection, but that's not going to stop whoever the stakeholder with the trigger is from saying, well, we've still got this. Now that's one less person who knows about whatever is actually on set tapes.
0: Yeah, that's, that's right. Cause at the end of the day, it's not her gun. She's not the top of the food chain. So she, her finger is not on the trigger.
2: Right. She, exactly. she
0: might have the the ammunition in the barrel. It's it's ready to go, locked cock and ready to rock. But sh- her finger's not on the trigger.
1: Absolutely, that is exactly right. So now, with all of that being said, I really don't know where that leaves us.
0: Sure. So, what do you so, think you happens know, next? As this, and I don't want to jump too far ahead. If there's more, please stop me. But um, as this moves to trial, whenever that may be, um, I, I would expect something to happen relatively soon. Um, I mean, the next couple of months here, um, but as this moves to trial, what can we expect to to come out? Um, what can we expect to happen behind the scenes? What do you, what do you think's really going to go on here?
1: I would say that I do expect this whole process to move fairly quickly by the standards of the federal courts. Sure. Which is to say not particularly quickly at all in real time. Right. I would be on the lookout, I think, for any, really, any variety of things. I think the most pressing things to be looking at is should anything happen to another substantial group of CEOs, should Mm -hmm. something happen to Wexner, Mm-hmm. Should something happen to that other gentleman's name? Was it Jean-Luc Brunel? Uh, the sure. modeling agency head who was uh, supplying them with women. Yeah, I earth? don't
0: remember his name, but yes.
1: And he is one that we do know for a fact is hiding out in South America somewhere without an extradition treaty. Okay. But that's another matter.
0: Well, um, and so, f- so for Wexner, say... W- I don't think we explored this last time after, after Epstein's deal. Um, What, what do you think is his role in all of this? Are, Are there theories about what, what role he plays or is he just some money man and intermediary?
1: So I have a hard time seeing him as anything more than a laundering front for some Mm -hmm. of the money. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not particularly qualified to opine on that because I don't have a terrible amount of knowledge about him. But I do know that at varying points, he has had mob connections of his own. Okay. We know that Epstein was entrusted to be his finance manager or his money manager. So I think that implies that he was being used as a gateway to funnel money to Epstein. Okay. through his holdings and through his okay. businesses
0: and i I don't remember was was that relationship with Epstein who allegedly initially instigated that relationship was that Epstein or was that Wexner or was that a third party that said hey you you guys should talk or do you know
1: I do know that Epstein did not solicit him okay I seem to recall them having been introduced by a third party, but for the life of me I couldn't tell you who it was. You know, okay. someone connected them socially.
0: Okay. And I, I think this was explored in the Netflix documentary about Epstein. I just I I don't It remember. might have been.
1: I I refuse to watch that. I'm afraid of what my emotional state would be watching that, you know, I'm afraid I'd be throwing myself at some giant psyop and just end up pissed off for a week Uh, about it. But
0: yeah, well, you know, so I watched it and only because these things interest me anyway. Um, yeah, but it's just like from the crime angle, like true crime angle. Right. Um, but they do, it's, it's more of like a, a bio of jeffrey epstein like where did he come from how did he get to be the way he is sort of um sure
1: and just let me pile on just that one thing for a moment sure ever since his second arrest you know going on a year already now Mm -hmm. that has been the focal point of the entire thing and the media has a direct intentional complicity in making it solely about him his mm-hmm. actions, his motives, and his resources. That's correct. When in fact that is not even the story at all. That's right. Jeffrey Epstein, the human being, is the least important part of the Epstein story. Right. And so it's really there's nothing to be done about it, but it really infuriates me the way he's being made the star of the show. Yeah.
0: Well and, and that may uh So if that if that does infuriate you, rightly so Uh, it may be best if you don't watch it because now uh, Jelaine is, is implicated quite a bit in the documentary. Um, but the travesty of this whole thing has been that, that he has been the one that has been demonized rightfully so, but he, he's been the one that that is like, like you say, the star of the show. It's all him. Of course, he's the nice evil man, white, straight white Mm -hmm. male who likes young girls. Um, so he's an easy target, right? Um, so the, the media took it and ran with it. Now, as I say in, in the show, they, they do for the mainstream tell you that, uh, Jelaine was active in statutorily raping and sometimes forcibly raping young girls. Um, and participated in, in Epstein with a lot of these sexual encounters that, that he had with the young girls. Um, and, and what's funny is I, I, you know, I haven't checked the, the in, indictment files or any of that, but, uh, I don't think that any of that appears necessarily in uh her her documentation. It's it's all about like moving girls across state lines and stuff like that. And there's no actual like implication that she necessarily did anything physically to them which is as much or more of a problem for me than anything else that she may have done. Like they they're trying to make her out as the procurer of these girls, not necessarily the the actor in all of this and she definitely was the actor and in in my mind I think in a lot of these cases and I, I think all the way back from her first relationship with Jeffrey Epstein was probably the instigator in this they, they found a guy who maybe liked liked him a little bit young and she went in there and part of her job was to get him to fully embrace that he liked them young and go so far as to participate in this with him because uh, then they then they got him right So like anything else, once they got him, he's got to kind of go along with everything. And because he's already into this shit, then, you know, he's down for whatever. So
1: Sure, it was easy enough from there. You know, I think a lot of those high level, truly evil villains know what they sign up for when they do sell their soul. And that's exactly what this is, is selling your soul. Absolutely. So I would say that you're probably on to a really good point there. And I think that that leads to um, pretty natural questions of just what they're trying to do with the charges they're bringing against her. Because my understanding is that you're correct and that it's mostly traffic.
2: Mm -hmm. And that makes it... I'm not a
1: lawyer. I'm not bar admitted. I don't know what that's going to affect. But I have a suspicion that's going to allow them to probably go after more of her assets, mm. which is probably in the play, but not in main actor sort of goal. Sure. Now, I'm sure there's low level federal attorneys just salivating at the prospect of ripping off the Maxwell family fortune because they caught sure. her trafficking.
0: Sure. And see, I see this as almost because this, this gets to my, my belief that she's going to skate on this. I, I see this as a much easier way out for them, um, and, and allows them a lot more wiggle room in, in their defense. Uh, if it's just related to this, you know, procuring and trafficking of girls, um, becomes a lot more. You know, maybe she, you know, suggested somebody, and, and this is all completely speculation on my end, but you know, oh, she suggested that some girl go over here and do this thing, right? Well. Did she ask how old she was? Did she ask for ID? Well, she, she looked 18 to me, you know, like the old guy's, you know, typical response. So yeah. I, I think it opens up for a lot more of that and gives her defense a lot more leeway to argue some things versus, no, that woman held me down on a bed and like molested me effectively and raped me. You know, that, that's, right. that's a different type of trial um, than what yeah. she's going to be faced with.
1: But yeah, I, I, I think, think that's... I'm in total agreement with you there. I, again, it's they're going to bring very specific charges against her for very specific reasons. Right. And without knowing fully yet who exactly all the players are, mm-hmm. and without going and looking up the uh, court papers once they're available, it's going to be hard to say exactly why. So it sure. is all speculation at this point. But that said, I am comfortable saying that I think you have hit the nail on the head, and I... I think that's where I was at with this all along, too, is that it's going to end up being trafficking for very clear reasons once it's all sorted itself.
0: Out. Sure. Okay, so w- what happens if, if the worst happens for her and she gets convicted? Well, let's assume she gets convicted on this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think happens to her?
1: I have to imagine she probably just rots away in prison. Okay. You know, so I think that if she ended up convicted, she probably would just end up left there. I don't think there's a reason to kill her if she's convicted because jailhouse confessions, in terms of the legal system itself, Mm -hmm. have always been treated as fairly dubious. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the media, You know, it's already a compromised entity to begin with, the corporate media is. And on top of that, the fact that they also don't generally put a lot of stock on jailhouse confessions Mm -hmm. unless they're super sensationalist. But this story already is. So with the way they're treating it, there's no reason to necessarily believe they'd be interested in the actual truth of this matter then either. So they'll just stop talking about her and it will be as if she wasn't alive. You know, it's like Charles Manson. He was only ever in the news while he was in jail. When you know, except when his lawyer said something controversial. Or when his parole came out. And you know, that was the only time we talked about him, despite there being so much to talk about. So I think that if she ends up convicted, she probably just dies in prison in obscurity. Okay. But I honestly don't think she's gonna end up convicted though, and I don't think you do either.
0: Right, right. I just wanted to get that one out of the way. So once what we believe happens is going to happen, um, what happens to her then? Where, where does she go? Does she become somebody different? Because obviously, I mean, like, the Maxwell name is known. Even though it's not even the family name, they're all, like, this Czech family from way back and all this bullshit. Her father is super tied into the, the intelligence community in several different countries um, and has been since his youth, basically. Um, what what happens to her? Um, does she just fade away does she still stay active in in a new role uh what, what are your thoughts here
1: yeah well i have to assume that just with the way these sort of operations go mm-hmm. you know the whole operation itself's already been burned and they're already setting up the next one wherever and however they're going to do it so i think the only real question now actually becomes just how far the cover-up goes and how much of a mess they're willing to make to ensure that this one doesn't come back up in the future okay so i think that if she gets off the charges and if her silence is available for purchase then she gets to live out her life in the lifestyle she's accustomed to
0: okay just under some new name somewhere
1: yeah or you know under the terms like hey don't go making noise enjoy your vacation home in the south of france right
2: Sure, sure. You know,
1: just don't be going to any more highbrow parties. Keep doing your thing. Just don't you dare ever get in a newspaper again.
2: Right,
0: right. Okay. What should we be on the lookout for? Because I, I don't believe there's ever been a hiccup. I, I think this just this was one of many operations. I, I can't speak to what the other other operations were, um, but I'm. I have to imagine there were innumerable other similar parallel operations just like this one. in in the country and other parts of the world. So what other things should we be looking for?
1: Just on that note, as I've pointed out numerous times by now to any sort of variety of people, Mm -hmm. it is extremely worth noting in my mind that this Epstein operation got up off the ground and he started doing his thing within five years of the final collapse of the Franklin network and the Franklin cover-up. So as I've said before, yeah, they've already got something else in the works. Maybe it's not fully operable yet, but it will be before too much longer at this point. And, you know, all of that is worth noting exactly for the reasons you said, because this is all constantly ongoing. This wasn't the first. This wasn't the last. At this point, we're all just watching them play out a kabuki theater of the cleanup.
0: Sure, sure.
2: So, so,
1: as far as as far as far things to look out for, though, which was your actual question, mm-hmm. you know, that either photoshopped or whatever BBC article, if there's something to it, we'll know within the next two days, you know, as of the time mm-hmm. we're recording, we'll mm-hmm. know whether or not that was an actual accidental leak or if it was just a photoshop like you and I are suspecting. You know, we need to look out for reports of her health. We need to look out for things that are being seeded into the narrative, like those reports of her being on suicide watch already, we should be looking out for synchronicities because Mm -hmm. while they can't be treated as if they were hard evidence, they can be taken for what they are, you know, symbolic events, triggers, warnings that are just in the mass consciousness. So, you know, be on the lookout for weird coincidences with her, follow news about her health, if you're a legal minded listener uh look at the court papers as they are becoming available and to the degree that any of them are available to the public because obviously not all of that shit is sure but you know what you can find in publicly available records just keep an eye on it
0: okay and to to touch and and back up a little bit here but to, to touch on the the franklin scandal can you give the listeners just a, a super quick rundown of what that was, who was involved, and how that may tie into this whole Epstein-Maxwell brouhaha that that uh, that occurred over the last couple of decades?
1: Yeah. So the Franklin scandal, the Franklin cover-up. What ultimately happened was a group of Republican donors got caught laundering millions of dollars through a community credit union in nebraska and ultimately a couple of them did just a few months or a couple years of time worth of financial crimes but what came out not even during the court proceedings because the court proceedings were hushed up and buried and the people were let off in the manner that they were on easy sentences But during an independent investigation by the Nebraska state legislature, what came out was there was also at the same time and with the same people, a massive actual child prostitution ring involved that involved, you know, politicians from coast to coast. And even according to some people and some researchers, people within the Reagan and Bush senior white houses and you know this one involved numerous deaths of witnesses it involved suspicious suicides of people who were supposed to stand trial and didn't and it ultimately resulted in even some of the few whistleblowers some of the victims who are willing to talk about it ending up dead in hospitals and under other very strange circumstances so you know it's really is one of the most successful cover-ups in American history. The fact that all of this happened and that we have court records for all of it just goes to show just how effectively it was buried. Because, you know, only one in a million people even knows what the hell I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's really, again, I think the most effective political cover-up in American history and also one of the most profoundly sinister things to ever happen on.
0: And so was there a tie into the Epstein-Maxwell-Wexner organization from Franklin? Um, Or do you just think that was the next op to be big?
1: I think that the rings could have conceivably been organized by the same groups or factions depending on who a person wants to lay the blame at the feet of. Okay, And I think that's why that's the only real connection. There's not a lot of um, figures directly connected to any of them. And if those figures exist, they are probably just black male targets ending up on the same lists. Mm-hmm. So, and it's worth noting here, especially in conjunction to that, that the reason this sort of stuff keeps coming up and the reason this is a topic to talk about is because American and really broadly Anglo Sphere politicians. Because Great Britain and um their sort of dominion nations, their politicians seem to have a uniquely vulnerable weakness for being caught with underage boys and girls. You know, in Russia their politicians are pretty notorious for being able to be directly bought off. Mm-hmm. In a lot of other nations, it's easy enough to just kill a rogue politician or a journalist mm-hmm. but it seems to be a uniquely Anglo-Sphere phenomenon where you just get them in a compromising position or plant some kitty porn on them and that's just how you do it again in the u.s in the uk in the broader Anglo-Sphere. so
0: interesting I- i've never quite thought about that but you're you're absolutely correct
2: <laughs> yeah, um
1: you know it's not like you can't do it in other places but in america if you want to get your thumb on a politician, you put him in a room with an underage boy instead of bribing him or whacking him.
0: Sure. Okay. So anything more on Miss Maxwell?
1: Um, I don't think I have anything else to say other than just keep your eyes peeled. Please laugh and enjoy the memes. And, you know, really, don't be afraid to revel in the fact that we actually fucking got her. Mm-hmm. But also, keep in mind that we only got her because it no longer mattered. Yeah. I know that's a little bit of a black pill take, but, you know.
0: She was allowed to have been people. gotten.
1: Yeah, you know, evil never actually ends. There's no defeating all of them, so just stay vigilant sure. in regards to that. I think it's the last thing I'd have to say about her.
0: So, speaking of evil things occurring, we all we also had some local-ish news at least for Texas, right? Local Texas news in the last few weeks here uh, where several young folks, but uh, one specifically uh, from Houston, uh, I don't remember her first name, was it like Vanessa maybe, Guillen, mm-hmm. um, went missing from Fort Hood in uh, Rolla McFlugel's favorite part of Texas near Killeen. Um, her body was recently found. Um well,
1: half dope, yeah.
0: Yeah, hacked up, covered in cement. Um, They also, during the search for her, found another body uh, of another missing soldier from the base. So, Paz, what the fuck is happening in Central Texas?
1: Ha. I wish I could say that I knew, and I wish (laughs) I had some informed speculation for you. But this really just seems to be a case of something fucked up is going on, you know, at or near Fort Hood. And I've been led to be under the understanding that it's basically a fairly large city in its own right. It is. So it would not be that uncommon to have some sort of organized crime element or to have a large enough population that it could potentially be harboring a serial killer or two or any of these other things. And there's so many different theories and there's so much different speculation out there. But what's weird is all the people on social media who reacted as if this was tragic, but also totally expected. Almost like as Mm. terrible as it is, it was somehow par for the course for what's going on there. And I think that that naturally leads to the extremely interesting questions of, well, what's going on at other military bases then. and whether this is connected at an organization level, or if this was solo bad actors that still just haven't been rooted up. There.
0: Okay. So, you know, a, as we've talked before about, say, the whole missing 411 thing, and we haven't discussed this, but we, we both know they exist, like a deep underground military bases, um, all sorts of potential fuckery with the federal government and the military. How many of these things do you think are connected and are you aware of anything, uh, sort of in the, I'm going to, I'm going to hit my term here in the, uh, normal sphere. Um, how many of these things are happening in, in central Texas or near military bases?
1: I can't speak for Central Texas because I'm not a Texan. You know, I don't live under the stars and the big, bright sky there.
0: You almost had it right. But, it's okay.
1: Um, yeah, whatever that's saying. Hey, the stars I'm at course. night are big and...
0: Wait, I fucked it up. Stars Yeah, you at did night
1: too. How does that song go? You
0: know? Big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Okay, there we go. Something Reminds me yeah. of the one I love. Deep in the heart of Texas. Okay, continue.
1: But I can speak to military bases. And I can tell you that cryptid sightings in the areas of military bases, and I'm going to cite Linda Godfrey for the research here, mm-hmm. tend to be abnormally high. And I, I think understand. that can be extrapolated out to all federal properties because you see the same phenomena in national parks, naturally, like you said sure. with David Politis. That's the research citation for that so i think that whether it has to do with the mass of people you just find accumulated in those areas or if it speaks to something even deeper it's really hard to say but there's always weird shit going on at u.s military bases because they seem to just draw that stuff like you may
2: hmm.
1: now again what specifically is going on here it's it's impossible to say i would not be terribly surprised if it's not some sort of trafficking ring again in its own right you know it's not as if the u.s military doesn't literally do that stuff sure so again that's all idle speculation but who knows something weird's going on Hmm. (laughs) something weird's going on
0: well You know, in, in relation to, and I, I should probably know, but Texas is a massive fucking state. And honestly, I, I don't know of any weird tales that would be happening in, in that neck of the woods other than say the Chupacabra or something like that. Um,
1: yeah. So what part of Texas is the goat man native to?
0: Um, I don't know. We're just give me a second here while I Google briefly. I'll have to edit some of this out. Um, Texas.
1: Yeah, cuz I know the Texas goat man is a relatively infamous one down there.
0: Well, there's the Lake Worth monster. That would be in in the Metroplex. That would be in Mr. Carcamp's Neck of the Woods. So, this is from Wikipedia in Texan folklore. The Lake Worth monster is a scaly, part man, part goat creature said to have been seen in Lake Worth just outside Fort Worth. Um so that's, that's North Texas, um a bit of a bit of a drive from from the Temple Calleen, Fort Hood area. Um, like I said, other than say, you know, the Chupacabra, which is just all across the American Southwest, I don't know of any sort of odd cryptid paranormal type sightings out that way. Um, there is also, I'll have to edit this part out too, just for silence, if you bear okay. with me here. Uh, so there, there is another cryptid in, in I think it's relatively specific to Texas, um, called La Luchusa, which I believe means owl in Spanish. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, so the the sort of the old folklore around that is that you know if like you're a kid, and this is one of those like kids don't go out in the woods, don't stay out late type type stories, right? Um, yeah. So like the old abuelas and abuelos would would tell their kids like, oh, you know. Just, you got to come home because if you're out late on the street and you hear Chusa whistle at you, you know, and you like you whistle. Your time's back. coming. Though. Yeah. And you whistle back. It's like this big owl that's going to come like a bird man type, like uh, like Mothman type deal. It's going to come get you. Right. So it'll get you uh, carry you away. So it's sort of like the um, like the Thunderbird, but at night. Type deal.
1: See, now that's actually especially interesting if I can riff for just a moment here. Sure. In that gray aliens in traditional ET folklore
2: uh-huh. also
1: have pretty significant connections to owls. Uh. To the point that some people have speculated that they can either shape shift into owls or that they choose to implant themselves as owls in our memories. When they, you know, mess with people's head after abductions.
0: Now that, So, my friend. Just a
1: little off the top of the head, but there's an interesting connection to your mothman yeah. owl
0: thing. That's very interesting. And and never mind the fact that owls, uh, just as a symbol, are deeply rooted in this whole Luciferian shit that we continually talk about.
1: Yeah, this sort of occult memeplex that underpins our society, or at That's least right. our conception.
0: That's right. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well,
2: you
1: know, actually on that exact note there too, I know I harp on this a whole lot, but a lot of weird army based stuff in the past has had connections to Luciferian Satan worship too. So I Mm -hmm. almost wonder if whatever's going on at Fort Hood, and this is very reckless speculation, couldn't almost be cultic activity. Interesting. Because it would certainly seem to be a big enough place to support something like that.
0: What sort of activity like that is associated with military bases? I've not heard this one before.
1: Uh, so, what I would encourage you to look at is what happened with the shutdown of the Presidio in San Francisco. Okay. It ended up being another child prostitution ring there at the height of the Satanic Panic. And that was one of the very few instances in which it was actually justified, because it turned out there was a massive satanic child abuse cult operating out of their daycare center.
2: Uh.
1: And after the base was shut down, numerous empty or unused furloughed artillery bunkers were found with all sorts of pentagram ritual setups inside of them.
0: Holy fuck.
1: So that's the smoking gun one. And then there's been rumors of that same sort of stuff okay. at other military bases around the country, though none so big as that.
0: Whoa, okay, so like, were there sacrifices going on?
1: That's the implication, but a very direct link of that kind was never proved. Just okay. that there was a child abuse ring and that there or was satanic cult activity.
0: At least not released to the public.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we can play that game all day. I'm, I I'm very happy to play, play that, game, that game, as game. you know. I love that game. You know, <laughs> what are they telling us? Right. <laughs> that question is going to haunt me until I die, But
0: Okay, interesting. So, now, since you mentioned, and do you have time? It, it won't take much longer, but I want to make sure I'm not keeping you too long here.
1: Yeah, I've got a little bit of time. What's up? Okay.
0: So you mentioned that this was during the height of the satanic panic. Um, what's, what's your take on that? Because I, I'm fully capable of believing that the whole satanic panic as we know it that came out in the media was just this, I don't want to say hoax, but it just didn't exist. That, that At that one specific daycare center, there was not... A satanic cult thing going on there. Is, is that your oh, belief as well?
1: So when you say that one specific daycare center, you're talking about the McMartin preschool.
0: That's correct.
1: And as much as I hate to disabuse you of this, there probably was something going on there. Well, sure.
0: I, I'm okay because with believing they, that, that they, they something they was found, happening, uh, but not necessarily to the extent that it was made out to be.
1: Well, the fact that they found children's clothing and sleeping bags in tunnels underneath the school, after we were told, "Oh no, such a thing didn't exist. That's insane," is oh. evidence well, enough that, oh, hey, maybe, maybe, you know.
0: Well, I'm, I'm now going to keep you longer than I intended to because I didn't know anything about that part. So, and I only, I only brought that so, up because, so, so you mentioned the Satanic Panic, and that's where it started. And then you mentioned that this was going on at the Presidio's daycare center. So I was curious if you thought maybe this sort of thing was released and then debunked as more of a cover for what was happening in San Francisco.
1: Yes. In a word, yes. I absolutely think that's the case. Um, If I can drop a plug and sort of source site myself for this. Please do. Last Halloween. The uh insurpassable, wonderful, brilliant, intelligent, talented content creator, Mance Raider, Pete Boom. Quinoa, or whatever the fuck his name is.
0: Pete Quinones. His- Qui- there you go.
1: I'm going to keep calling him Quinoa until he corrects me himself. <laughs> um he had me on his show to talk about just this. And he and oh, I ran or- We ran down a whole list of confirmed false positives, pointed out just how much of it absolutely was a media-created mass panic, and then towards the end, he was gracious enough to let me dabble in the theory of, hey, it probably was a cover-up for all these things they knew was going on and knew they had to get out ahead of.
0: Okay. I I remember that episode, so I apologize for forgetting all of this, but I'm glad we're talking about it again.
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely.
0: The way I learn, once I talk about it, now I'll know it. Because <laughs> before, I just listened to it. Um, this is why I did not do well when I went to college. Um, so, okay. So, we're on the same page with this whole cover-up thing, and, and there was, this other shit was going on at the Presidio. So, So, tell me about the tunnels underneath the McMartin preschool.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Based on the stories and the interviews they had with the kids who were claiming to be victims or whose parents were claiming they'd been victimized there, the kids kept telling these weird stories about how they'd go in the bathroom and get, quote-unquote, flushed down the toilet and end up in all these weird tunnels and stuff. Yes. And people rightfully thought that these kids were fucking nuts. There's no goddamn way. Right. So it was investigated, it was blown off, it was dismissed as nothing. And then last fall, the FBI finally released its files on a group called the Finders. Huh? Now, the Finders were an actual free love cult with deep ties to the CIA. Right. Now, how this information wound up in the FBI's files on the finders. I can't answer that. But there was a slightly redacted um, crime scene investigation report from McMartin in some of the files. Okay. And it talks about finding some tunnels that seemed to be unused under the school, and One piece that sticks out to me very vividly was them talking about a Disney-branded sleeping bag. So there were things, obviously, down there that shown that they'd been in use. Interesting. And, you know, those files were only released. They're still hosted on the FBI website just last fall. So people thought that these kids were cranks for 30-something-odd years. And, you know... Maybe, in fact, they actually were, but there's a report about it now that maybe indicates otherwise.
0: And do I even need to point out the connection to the Disney-branded sleeping bag that was found underneath the alleged child rape torture molestation ring?
1: Yeah, you know, and that one should be fairly easy. (laughs) Easily obvious because um, yeah. any listener of my content or any as- subscriber to Conspiracy in general should know that Disney is somehow balls deep in all of this too. That's
0: right. How Sorry, exactly? It's just a, we don't know a, for a fact. As soon as you said Disney branded sleeping bag, I said of course it was Disney in my head. <laughs> okay. Well as like any other, other episode that you've been on, we're going to leave our listeners with a shit ton of unanswered questions and open-ended responses and uh you know that's what makes this kind of shit fun in the paranormal space that you are so so adept at navigating and explaining to us so uh
1: thank you for saying so I really appreciate it
0: (laughs) well you know you're one of my favorites in this because we kind of move in the same circles and uh but, but you're also very entertaining with it and, and factual and to the point. And uh, you know, a lot of other shows, even that, that discuss very serious topics on this, they kind of play it off as like, well, it's kind of bullshit. But I mean, there is a lot of bullshit conspiracies out there, but there are also a lot of very serious things that are occurring, um, I think all of which we talked about on this show today. Um, and I think you give it all the appropriate level of seriousness when it definitely deserves that. Um, so, so thank you, pause.
1: And I've, Yeah. I was just talking with Eric at the anarchist garage about this uh, yeah. yesterday, actually. And I think it's extremely worth noting that that's a very intentional mechanism in the way I choose to go about this stuff as a way to just protect my own mental headspace. Sure, you know, sure. It's important to take a real hard, long, serious look at the, Real, serious, important topics. And then once you've done all you can do for that, or once you hit a dead end in the research, then you just got to go blow off some steam with the Bigfoot fucked my horse story.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So it's important to take care of your own headspace. You know, mental health is weaponized against the conspiracy community constantly. And I even joke about it myself all the time. But uh, seriously, take care of your head because this stuff will warp you if you don't.
0: Agreed. Agreed. All right, Pause. well, where can our listeners learn more about you and your work?
1: Yeah, so the best place to find me is on Twitter. I am on there almost constantly. Find me at DogmanRespector. I'm setting up on LiberDon on the Mastodon platform in case things go sideways, as they have been doing on a lot of social media sites recently. I'm also on Library lbry my channel is dogman Respector. There's an archive of guest appearances i've done on all sorts of podcasts you can find me on any other show that you probably listen to if you're a listener of this one and let's see i lurk on discord so just if you're in a fairly big liberty community server just sniff around you might find me there too those are the big ones
0: all right uh are we still doing any dogman research? Can we still contribute to your cause there?
1: Yes, absolutely. If you feel like lending material aid to my cause, you can find me at Paypal.me forward slash dogman research. Or you can find me on Cash App at Dogman Respector.
0: Outstanding. We'll pause. Thanks again for for coming on the show, man. We love having you here. I'm sorry, Mikey, two names couldn't be here. But he's having a kid on Monday, so his wife's got him all all hemmed up. And, uh, Congratulations to him, though. That's
1: fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it
0: is. It's their first one. He's very excited. Um, he's definitely a family guy, so it's, it's going to be a big deal for him. Um, and then Whiskey Priors wanted to be here, but he, I didn't tell him when we were doing this. And I think he's on vacation with the family up in uh, like Mackinac Island or something like that right now. So um, Oh,
1: sure. We'll circle back around with him again sometime. He's a lot of fun to talk to. And and
0: I like that you just, you, a Midwesterner just hit me with the. Oh, sure. When talking about another Midwestern destination. (laughs) Oh, sure. Oh, sure. All right. Well, folks, right
1: up there with you.
0: Y'all know what to do. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your dog, man. We'll see y'all next week.
1: Cost a 57 Chevy with a hillbilly
0: band Had a little honky-tonk filled with
1: one-night stand Take Hotel Empire with a Gonzo steel And a dark house Base just to seal the deal Yeah, top 40 country, better watch your back Cause this hot rod's faster than your Cadillac